Welcome to the ToughQuestionsForGod.org to our Christmas Eve broadcast. I want to thank you for joining me today and, and I just want to wish you and your family and all of your loved ones, wherever you are in the world, uh, the best that uh, God has to offer. And I just pray that this coming year would be a year when you would continue to grow in your love, in your faith, and your fellowship with each other and with Christ. And that's our hope and prayer here at Tough Questions for God. I want to propose a question to you. And the question is this. You know, we all know the story about the manger and the birth of Jesus and born in Bethlehem and all of those things. What if God had written a letter or had written a note or something and had left it in the manger for all of us, you know, after that time to, to read and to understand. Well, if at that particular time in history, if God decided to leave us a letter, a handwritten personal note, what would it say? What would it look like when we read that? You know, after we looked in this manger and there's the, the Christ child laying there and, and all of a sudden there's this little note. What would God say? Well, I think this is probably what God would say. Long before the foundation of the world, I foreknew that I was going to create a beautiful and a perfect place. I being perfect and holy and unlimited in power, I knew that much would be required of me in order to create perfection. You see, perfection is something that you never have imagined. Perfection to you is only a fleeting image of what could be. You do not have the capabilities to truly know holiness and perfection. So you elevate yourselves to a place that feels comfortable and smug and tell yourselves that you do know, but you don't. That's why you must trust in who I am. My very nature is rooted in my choice to live perfectly, without fault, without shame, and without regret. My children, do not let your inquisitive nature and yearnings for placement among all of the created things cause you to consider yourselves higher than you ought. Instead, consider my perfect nature and how you can exist perfectly through me. Remember that I sacrificed absolutely everything when I came into human existence. Again, a concept of which you really understand very little, yet open to all that would receive. I chose to allow my creation the opportunity to become perfect also, but it would require tremendous choices. I know that you're unable to understand what all of those choices and the associated cost were. So I placed a crowning moment in your personal journey of life that I gave each of you. Remember, perfection is initiated by choice and the crowning moment of life comes when you freely choose me over all things. Now in the beginning, I took six days to create a wondrous garden filled with perfect peace, love, purpose. In fact, 
love was the foundation of the creation. In all that I have ever done, and I am still doing today, so I created in love. First I created light, so that all could be seen, so that the magnificence of my creation would be on display for all people. For those in the heavens as well as for those on the earth, and I created the light to overwhelm the dark, so that love would be on display. Secondly, I created this great expanse that you know is sky. It surrounded the heavens and the earth, and it gave space and dimensions to all that I created. Again, my love was on display. Thirdly, I made the waters and the vegetation, and I brought life into the creation to grow and to be beautiful and to sustain. I was creating a masterpiece that was for all to enjoy. Even though I foreknew that it would eventually be tarnished by sin, still I created perfectly and love was on display. Fourthly, I created the stars. Beautiful lights, worlds of the unknown, my creativity unleashed. Yet you have yet to experience all that I have surrounded your world with, but take heart because love will never fail. Fifthly, I put life into the seas and upon the ground. It was a paradise streaming with life and is still being discovered to this very day. One day, I will introduce you to each of all that I have created, always as I had intended, but that day has not arrived yet, and love was on display according to my will. Sixthly, I created a masterpiece, human life, made in my own image, able to think and reason and choose, able to appreciate all that I had done, with a future that is everlasting, beautiful, and glorious, and with me forever. And my love has been with you ever since, abundant and purposeful and just. And on the seventh day, I watched, enjoyed, and saw that all that I created was perfect and holy and filled with my love. When I created man out of my great love, I created life in my own image, in the image of perfection, deity, holiness, and abundantly free to choose how that life would be experienced. When I created Adam, I created him with all of the aspects of myself. You see, perfect yet human, the same but less, an image but different. As an artist expresses his love through canvas and paint, I express mine through flesh and blood, perfect yet imperfect. You see, the love that I created Adam with had the ability to choose. Love, which is perfection, is partly a choice, and you can choose to love or you can choose not to. Today, humankind has become so familiar with the choice not to. You know it as hate. 
Hate is simply a word that's used to describe the absence of love, and that absence is by choice. Adam had love in his heart like mine, but he struggled with the aspect of free will. He didn't realize the implications and devastation that would result from using free will for imperfect choices. Well, this was not unexpected, but actually part of the growth process for which I created in my own image. My children, I know that this is difficult to comprehend and that many of you find fault and disdain in my holy ways, but I've never chosen unwisely or sinfully. Thus the reason for your celebration tonight. You see, I'm still creating in you my masterpiece, perfection in life through me. My love is sacrificial, always putting others before myself. It is the foundation of perfect love. And your love finds perfection in trusting in me. Adam chose himself, though, long before he ever ate of that forbidden fruit. But you know, love is meant to be shared. Thus my motivation to create life. And I wanted to fulfill the love that I am by sharing myself with others and let others share the love that is in themselves. Adam and I had a perfect relationship and the love in his heart was simply bursting to be brought forward. So I created for him a partner with which to share. Eve was a beautiful example of myself also, made in my image, yet different than man. She knew love and expressed love in other ways than Adam, and she was a pure joy to both of our hearts. But the love inside of her also encompassed free will and choice also. Eve was free to make her own decisions on how she would live, who she would trust, and how she would respond to me. See, she, like Adam, was completely free to choose. All of my creation was beautiful and perfect. The heavens and the earth, the living creatures, the angelic realm, humankind. You know, for my children, for love to be perfect, it has to be free. Love has to have the opportunity to express itself in many ways. It has to have the opportunity to fulfill itself. It has to be able to fill others as it empties itself. Love has to cherish holiness and righteousness, as well as humility and self-sacrifices in the giving of itself. But where free will exists, the opportunity for corruption exists also. Where free will and love intersect, choices can collide with godly love and self-love. It is the choice that love, by very nature, must make. So because of free will, the creation started to fall. Again, this was not unexpected, but expected, but it was tempered by my unfailing love and presence with you. The heavenly realm saw corruption too, the corruption of many of my angelic members of my family and the corruption of humankind was ignited by one that I so dearly love. 
and his name is Lucifer. He was perfect in all of his ways, perfect in knowledge and wisdom, yet selfish. Unfortunately, vanity, arrogance, and so on influenced him to rebel, and that rebellion led Lucifer to influence so many of my angelic, lovely family to rebel also. It was heartbreaking, and it has been to this very moment. If only they would choose me and trust me rather in themselves, I would forgive them, but they were unwilling to return to me. In my unfailing love, I've been walking with humankind on a journey of suffering. Suffering in ways that you have never considered or even dreamt of. Many believe that I've been indifferent to the plight of pain that humankind is enduring, but nothing could be further from the truth. You see, I've felt every single illness. I've suffered through every single loss. I've experienced every single death, and I've cried every tear along with humankind. You see, perfection and love are established through free will. And without free will, there could be no perfection. And without choosing me and forsaking all others, a perfect loving relationship with me is impossible. I am a loving God and cannot leave or abandon my family in any way. I love them, especially you that are here today. So before time began, I established a pact within myself. I would offer myself for the redemption of my creation, humankind, my so dearly loved family. And when the time was right, when enough history had been accomplished, when my people were broken enough to look beyond themselves, I came into the world to die, to pay the price for the choices of rebellion against me. But I was never focused on the death of myself through my son. I've always been focused on the life filled with love that was intended from the beginning. But just like yeast causes bread to rise, Love must overcome the ability to choose anything other than me. My children, you were created to be in a perfect, loving relationship with me. And in that relationship, perfection is found. Perfect peace, love, contentment, purpose, enjoyment, and existence. But you have to learn to love enough to trust and trust enough to return your free will to me because of that love. You see, in my perfect love, I chose to enter the world in the lowest way possible. Not to claim your love, but simply to offer mine. I came as a helpless infant of an unwed mother, helpless, human, yet in love with you willing in my perfect love to sacrifice myself and to lead you amidst your rebellion back to me. And then there were those two that I brought together for this purpose, Mary and Joseph. Mary was so young and Joseph so caring. I knew that it would have not made sense to them to tell them any more than I did. 
so I kept them in the dark most of the time, not wanting to create in them a heart of anything less than total devotion to me out of their love. Mary and Joseph, they did accept the lot for their lives, as I knew that they would. And they learned more and more in every step on how to trust in me deeper and deeper. But this lesson of trust, it was not without immense difficult pain, a pain that I experienced with them. You see, I never leave my children, never. And finally the day arrived for my entrance and the angels were stunned when they learned that there would be no fanfare. You know, no news coverage, no royalty, just animals, damp air and a feeding trough. This was a time of both great excitement in heaven and on the earth. And one of my beautiful creations by the name of Gabriel was simply beside himself. And he just couldn't stand by without telling someone. So with my blessing, I sent him to visit some shepherds that were in the same field that I had called King David from. They were both stunned and excited and filled with joy. So I came into the world in the midst of great pain and suffering. And there were sadly few that realized what was going on. And there were also some that sought to slaughter the masses because of what I might do to their so-called kingdoms. You see, at this point, love had collapsed in the human heart and had been overtaken by self-centeredness, hypocrisy, and self-love. Self-love is a product of a heart that no longer focuses on me. It's a heart that is only self-seeking, not sacrificial. It's a heart that no longer sees my holiness. In the self-seeking heart, true contentment will never be found. For it does not exist outside of a loving relationship with me, which requires self-sacrifice, freely chosen. This was the beginning of a short life that I would live in the world that I created. It was a life spent in total anticipation of your acceptance of the love that I brought to the earth, a godly love, a love to renew your heart. This love was not without the highest of cost. It would cost me my very life. It would cost me the life of my treasured son. It would cost me absolutely everything. I don't expect you to understand what this cost really was, but just understand that I held back nothing and gave up everything for you. This pinnacle of my love was shown on that one lonely night in the midst of the damp, cold air, while the animals were restless and Joseph's heart was simply filled with wonder and Mary just prayed. On that night, I was filled with loving anguish, looking forward to every person that would eventually say yes to a relationship with me. So on this day, 2,000 years later, this day of remembrance, at this time of celebration, will you come back to me? Not just in word or because of momentary emotional motivation, but in heart and in sacrificial action. 
Will you give up everything like I have for the sake of what I first created for you to experience? My love in a perfect place and in perfect union with me and with each other. So tonight I ask you, will you choose me? Will you? Friends, I think that's probably the message that God would have sent to each one of us if he had written a letter and placed it in that manger on that cold, damp night. Think about the words that we've mentioned here and the themes and the things that have been discussed here today and, and just let it fill you with the, just the abundant joy and the peace that God has offered to the world all through this relationship with him all through his son, Jesus the Christ, who came into the world to give us everything. Thanks, God bless, and I'll see you next week. And share this with others if you would. Take care. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church, where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining and don't forget to like and share. God bless.